Dunlop, co-creator of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. At Teen Brain Trust, we bring together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me to demystify adolescence, help adults build better relationship with teenagers, and empower the next generation of change makers. Today, I'm excited to speak with a friend of the podcast, Teen Brain Trust board member and teen mental health expert, Dr. Dana Dorfman. If you're a regular listener of Hope Bunk Parenting, you may remember Dana from our four-part series we did this summer on the teen mental health crisis. Definitely scroll back and check out the series. It's packed full of information and practical tips for parents. Dana is on the cusp of releasing her first book. It's called When Worry Works, and the tagline is How to Harness Your Parenting Stress and Guide Your Teen to Success. That sounds like a book all parents everywhere should read. You'll hear from Dana in this episode, but the crux of the book is how in this age of achievement culture and rising teen anxiety, parents can take their own unique parenting anxiety patterns and use them to their advantage and to their teen's advantage. The book comes out February 13th, and at the end of the episode, we'll share a discount code that you can use to get 30% off when you pre-order the book. So let's dive into our conversation with Dana and learn how we can make our worries work for us. Hi, Dana. Welcome back to Hope Punk Parenting. We're so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Your book is finally coming out. Congratulations. We are all thank so you. happy for you. Uh, thank you. Woohoo. I feel like I've like birthed a baby. Um, so let's start from the absolute basics. Tell me about the title, When Worry Works. How did you come up with it and what's the significance of it? So the title is When Worry Works, and actually the subtitle is How to Harness Your Parenting Stress and Guide Your Teen to Success, which sounds a little sing-songy, but whatever. The book is a lot about normalizing anxiety and also becoming more aware of anxiety so that parents can realize when it is operating, not judge themselves for it, and then be able to uh, channel it in a way that will be most helpful and toward their ultimate parenting goals. So, you know, part of the titles, When Worry Works, which, of course, my kids are having a real field day with, if I ever use the word worry at home, they're like, well, is it working? You know, but in actuality, it's rare that worrying does work, but anxiety does work. So, um, but that didn't sound as catchy. In the book, you outline eight categories of anxiety parents can have, which you call parts or parenting anxiety reaction types. Can you share what those are and how you came up with them? Because I was seeing certain kinds of themes in my office, that there were certain kinds, there were certain ways that parents' anxieties were manifesting themselves in, in certain kinds of almost behaviors and so in my efforts to try to get the readers or parents to become a little bit more self-reflective or aware, I thought that they could identify with and recognize themselves in some of these archetypes. They're categories of behaviors and tendencies. And I also modeled them, I sort of sort of realized retrospectively, or even as I was coming up with them, that they align with 
our defenses, that there are certain kinds of ego defenses in psychology or, you know, defense mechanisms. People are familiar with the term. And so these are also a lot of these different types kind of parallel the ways that people protect themselves from their anxieties. So there are eight different parts that I delineated, and those parts are clairvoyance, sculptors, uh, shepherds, game show contestants, correctors, replicators, and crowd pleasers. Oh, and avoiders. Yeah, no, I found it fascinating to hear all the different categories. And I was constantly figuring out where I was in between all of those. So it was definitely very, very informative. Good. I'm glad. And I think people will see attributes of themselves in all of the different parts. Really, it's a way to kind of identify with like your predominant style of managing your anxiety. And particularly when it comes to parenting and particularly around achievement, Um, we devised a quiz that you can take to even help you identify a little bit more easily the um, your type and then can even guide you toward that chapter each each archetype or part is a chapter in the book so if people also want to read about themselves a little bit more specifically they can do that and I'll just say one other thing about the parts which I think has been helpful is that I also try to identify kind of what the specific triggers are for specific parts, um, what are our typical kinds of situations or stereotypical situations that might trigger the, the parent to be using their part. And then I also try to outline both the perks and the pitfalls because there are defenses can be quite helpful, like worrying can work. And then sometimes it can be harmful. And so they're just also kind of alerting people to what to look out for, what their tendency might be. That's so um, helpful. And I love that you created a quiz. Where can people find the quiz? The quiz is, there is a link on my website, which is drdanadorfman.com. Oh, that's great. We'll also include a link um, to the quiz in the show notes for all our listeners. So Dana, a key focus of the book is using our values as a means of cutting through our anxious thoughts and making healthy, more empowered decisions. So why is clarifying our values so important for our kids? Talk to us a little bit about that. It's actually, it's a very helpful exercise. I think it's some, it's one of these things that I think sounds much easier to do than it actually is. I think that it's hard for us to really distill down kind of what it is that is most important to us and what it is that drives or is informing the way that we think or behave. It's when we are anxious, it's almost like it forces our brain to take a detour. When we're making decisions or when we are even thinking as a result of being anxious or when anxiety is informing the way that we're thinking, we can sometimes become much more reactive and much less values-based. It's almost like we can lose sight of what's most important to us. And so if you can distill down 
maybe three or four key values, which I outline, I give um, a list of values in the book as well. I think that it can operate as a mission statement for yourself, as far as sort of like your parenting intentions, and it can also operate as a North Star. So when you're feeling more anxiety-ridden or you're feeling kind of pulled by the emotions of daily life, it's something that sort of reminds you of what is most fundamental to, to, your, to your beliefs. It can also be very helpful as we are trying to explain to our kids or as we are thinking something through to even be able to say, like, it is most important to me that you feel if your value is self-confidence, say, you know, one of your values to say to your kid as you're making the decision, what is most important to me is that you feel good about yourself and that you feel like you're capable and can master certain challenges. And the other thing I just want to say about values is if we look at a list of values, most of them are things that we value to some degree, or there are a few things that we would say are unimportant to us. It really is an, it's an exercise in kind of getting us to highlight what is of greatest importance or sort of like the most significant or the most central fundamental beliefs and ideals that we have, not what we think we should be, but what it is that we truly feel sort of in the depths of our souls. I have found it to be a helpful exercise, you know, when when my husband and I are even sort of deliberating about should we do this or should we do that or should we allow them this or should we allow them, you know, mm-hmm. or not. That kind of reminding ourselves what is of greatest importance to us then can sort of operate as an anchor and a kind of a centering agent. Absolutely. We all need those anchors. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> especially when we're anxious or emotional. Oh yeah. We both live in New York city where achievement culture is, uh, I would say unavoidable. So I would argue the obsession with success is a hallmark of American culture. It's kind of everywhere, Houston, Los Angeles, Chicago, you name it. So in your experience, how does this culture of achievement affect teens? What is all the competition and pressure doing to them? It's a multifaceted kind of multidimensional kind of uh, convergence or confluence of factors, I think, that have created this paradigm. But we see, and the research has absolutely confirmed, that when achievement is prioritized over certain kinds of emotional, social emotional needs or development, that kids suffer from a series of emotional issues. You know, the the statistics are astronomical. The increase in adolescent depression, anxiety, and suicide. We see it on college campuses. We see it in middle schools. It would be hard to argue or hard to deny that this intensification of academic pressure and performance pressure is a a huge contributing factor. And if we think about all of the factors that contribute to why this generation is experiencing such 
such stress and distress, it's quite understandable. There is political unrest, social unrest, a climate crisis. There was a global pandemic. There is global competition. And also, from a social mobility standpoint, if each generation is expected to surpass the previous generation, our generation of parents are the most educated and the most anxious generation of parents. So understandably, if we want our kids to surpass our level of education, then the stakes are pretty high. Not to mention, or in addition to, the economic uncertainty and the economics of education altogether. So we can understand how both we and they feel intense pressure and intense anxiety. When parents are anxious, kids internalize their parents' anxiety. And so the more aware parents can be of the ways that their anxiety is operating and the ways that they might be communicating it, oftentimes unwittingly or inadvertently, then the more they can have control over it. We know knowledge is power. So for the parents listening who worry about their kids' performance in school, what's one tool or tip from the book that they can take and use right now? So one thing that parents can do that is very helpful is to take the kids' or teens' developmental stage into consideration. Teenagers are in the process of trying to separate emotionally, and they're also trying to figure out who they are, that Um, what their identity is. And this is an integral part of their developmental prerogative. So if a parent is too imposing or authoritative, it is not going to work for their teenager. They really need to, to invite for or enlist their teenagers, help support um, investment in the process. Thank you so much for talking with us, Dana. You are a wealth of information and have so much knowledge that we can all benefit from. So where can people buy the book? You can buy the book wherever books are sold. And you can also visit my website. um, And there is a link to purchase the book on the site as well. That's great. And listeners, Dana was kind enough to bring a special discount for you if you pre-order the book. Use the discount code to get 30% off from the publisher's website, Roman and Littlefield, which is listed in our show notes uh, with the link to pre-order. So visit the link in our show notes and use the code WWWSM23 at checkout before February 13th. Uh, Thank you. And thank you again for all of your good work. What I love about talking with Dana is she's able to take these messy psychological concepts and make them feel not only real, but also so relatable and natural. Check out our four-part mental health series with her if you haven't already. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, leave us a five-star review to help other parents like you find it. We want to continue to bring parents of teens serviceable, useful content, so your reviews really, really help. 
If you want early access to new content, guides, tips, podcasts, and videos, head on over to teambraintrust.com and sign up for our Team Prompts newsletter. If you have any questions about this episode or want more information, email us at info at teambraintrust.com. Thanks for listening. 